Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Moshe Engelberg. Moshe, you're the founder and CEO of ResearchWorks, and you're the author of The Amare Wave. Now, your website is MosheEngelberg.com. You can go to our website, you can find that, or you could just type in M-O-S-H-E Engelberg, that's E-N-G-E-L-B-E-R-G.com. Moshe, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to be here with you, Josh. Thank you. So I see right on your webpage here, Uplifting Business by Putting Love to Work. And we're going to get into that in just a second. But I'm wondering if you could kind of give us just a little bit of your origin story and kind of the work that you've done and and what's brought you to this point. Sure. Happy to. I started my company, ResearchWorks, about 28 years ago, and that was out of frustration. I kept going back to school, getting, I got a couple master's degree, a PhD from Stanford in communication. The driving force was we got to do better. I was in healthcare at the time and we'd start these great programs that no one would show up for. So I gravitate toward marketing and marketing research to understand customers, connect with them better and so on. So I kept going back to school and I consider those merit badges. They're only Mm. useful if, if they're put into effect and started my company midway through my doctoral program. Mm -hmm. And the idea was let's listen and let's understand what do people who we can serve our customer base, what do they really want to need? Not what can we do, what can we produce, but what's the unmet need? So that was how we got started. And uh, now it's 28 years later. And a few years ago, I made a big shift to focus on the idea of love in business. Wow. And uh, so Amare, obviously that's uh, I, I know Amore from what, uh, that's Amore, Italian. So yeah. Amare is? It's Latin for love. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, same words, you know, everything. Yeah, same words. Exactly. <laughs> so could you tell us a little bit about uh, the Amare wave? Sure. Sure. The idea is that business exists. And I think your audience of, of growing entrepreneurs knows this maybe better than anyone else. The reason business exists is to make people's lives better. Mm. No one starts a company solely for the reason of making money. It's a really important outcome and necessary, but it's not the reason. So the idea of a love-based business is recognizing we're here to make life better. It goes back Mm. to the origins of business when people traded um, spices. I have spices and you have teas or beads and we trade and then that evolved money and a currency involved to support that and grow that. So it starts with the fundamental idea that business exists to make life better for people and an important byproduct is making money. So that ties to the idea of purpose. Once we have purpose in place, then that's our, that's our North star. That's our guiding force. And the idea of love, and I define love I try to be rigorous about it so we all know what we're talking about. I define love simply as energy that uplifts and connects. 
And if you think of businesses, I'll give the example of Trader Joe's, a popular grocery chain in yeah. a lot of parts of the country. When I walk into Trader Joe's, I feel a little bit uplifted. It feels good to be there. I feel like, yeah, mm -hmm. these are kind of my people. It's a little bit quirky. The people are super helpful and the employees are happy to be there. When I walk into Vaughn's or Ralph's chains out here, it's not bad. It's more of a transactional experience. Yeah. So I think life is too short for, for businesses to provide simply transactional experiences. If we put love to work, people are uplifted. They feel a sense of connection. They become what Ken Blanchard calls raving fans. They'll tell others, they'll promote the business, and they'll choose and prefer to give you their money. Mm. You know, uh, one one thing I was just looking at your uh, Instagram, and uh, you had a, um, a post that I saw, uh, you know, about asking yourself, um, you know, and looking at your language, what was it specifically you talked about, the way you perceive your customers. Yeah, you said, ask your colleagues, do we love our customers? Then dive into how you show it or why you don't. Uh, what a great exercise. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, that's often the starting point because there's people who are skeptical about this idea and say, love and business, are you crazy? And there's a quote from the Godfather talking to Sonny. The Godfather in the movie is talking to Sonny and says, don't take it personally, it's only business. <laughs> and I believe the exact opposite. Business yeah. is personal. We're persons. Right. We're people. And, and many problems exist in business and in society that we're seeing today when we bifurcate and say, in business, I can be one way and live by one set of values. In the rest of life, I'll live by another set of values. It's, we have the, as human beings, we have the capacity to do this, but it's not a good thing. It doesn't serve us from a business point of view or a personal point of view. And it shows up in the language. So if we think of customers as prey, that makes us predators. And that if we mm -hmm. use language like let's capture market share, let's crush the competition. Yeah. We're not thinking about it because it's so pervasive in our, in our business culture, but it fundamentally reduces customers to people to be, captured and controlled. Yeah. Well, and I think that you're setting yourself up for a, just a much different way of attracting business or building partnerships or, you know, being able to serve other people. If you're constantly, you know, well, you know, I would envision then that you'd be kind of hunter gatherer and going out and clubbing, you know, and it's, it's like this constant, like, we got to go and find more customers. We got to go and find more customers as opposed to just naturally attracting them yes. by, you know, having this culture and, 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 and just emanating this, this energy, if you will. Exactly. That's exactly the point, Josh. Wow. And so it's like, make this easy for yourself. Quit, quit uh, trying to, you know, it's like, I, I remember, um, you know, when I was, uh, before I was married and I was single and I, I went to a dating and relating class, because uh, I, would, I would just always just trip over my, I was you know, pretty nerdy, uh, just trip over my own words and blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, the, you know, I think one of the best advice I got was, you know, stop feeling like you need to chase people and just love yourself and just, you know, be 
just concentrated, just like being a magnificent person. And that will naturally attract people to you. They're going to be like, listen, I don't know what's going on, but you're not chasing me. And I want, you seem so happy. Like I want to be around you. Just, yeah. you just become a very, very attractive person. Or in this case, you're, can you make your business just a very attractive entity? It sounds like what we're talking about. That's exactly what happens. It's like this magnetism that emerges when we quit trying so hard and forcing it because that, that comes from fundamentally, that comes from an energy of fear. Mm. And there's really two main drivers. John Lennon talked about this many years ago, two main motivators in life, love and fear. One opens us and expands us. One diminishes and contracts us. And it does that same thing to our business. And most business is fear-based. Entrepreneurs typically start love-based. They're passionate and excited and they have something of value to offer. And then when it gets into how do I get seed funding? How do I get series A and so on? And it it leads to this this scarcity mentality of there's not enough and I got to keep other people Mm -hmm. out. And the reality is, with what I call an abundance mindset, there's enough to go around. And if what you offer has real value, it'll be recognized. Yeah. Um, One thing that I see that you've been talking about pretty frequently is in this environment, you know, in 2020, weird year, a lot of fear, a lot of fear out there. So if you wanted to give some advice to leaders, business leaders, and then other leaders, what would you recommend in this culture of fear and, and, and divisiveness as well? That's a great question, Josh. And, and I wrote an ebook, happy to send it to your listeners if, if they're interested, called, uh, what was it called? The Coronavirus or the Fear Virus? Mm. Which one rules you? And, and it's all about not getting caught up in, in what I consider the virus of fear. And it, it's viral in terms of how it grows. And so the first thing I would say to leaders is it's natural to move into fear because it's all around us and the invitations from a lot of media and a lot of what we hear tells us to be afraid. Mm. And that, that, that puts our egos in overdrive and says, oh, shit, what am I going to do? And am I going to go belly up? And am I going to get this and die? And so on. So it leads to this catastrophizing that doesn't serve anyone. So step one yeah. is recognizing it's natural to slip into that. Step two is, is recognizing you always have a choice. In every moment, you have a choice. And the key for leaders, I think one of the critical leadership skills that especially applies here is discernment. So I would ask, I would ask your entrepreneurial listeners, can you discern when you're being driven by fear? Do you know what it feels like in your body? You feel generally feels more constricted and tightened and so on. If you can recognize it, then you can dismiss it and say, I'm going to stay in this energy of love. So those are a few starting points. And again, the, the ebook has a lot more tips. Yeah. Um, so Moshe, as, as a business, uh, what, what do you do? Well, my focus right now is on helping business leaders and their companies prosper differently by putting love to work. So that translates into consulting and coaching and inspiring. So keynote speeches, when there were keynote speeches, now it's on the web. Uh, uh, 
offering the one-on-one or team consulting coaching services and helping companies be their best. And fundamentally, it comes to cultivating this energy of love and it grows business every time. Um, so, uh, so who do you, who do you typically work with and like, how does, how does someone hire you? Well, over the years, we've worked across sectors with started with nonprofits and some of the, this was through my company research works, which is morphing mm-hmm. from research-based strategy for product positioning, company branding, value prop development, customer research, and so on morphing into a focus on love, putting love at the center of business. So we worked with nonprofits initially on answering questions like, who are we and why should people choose us? Brand strategy and positioning. And then working with government agencies like CDC has been on the, in the news a lot and CMS, the Medicare agency and state and local agencies on knowing what program, programs and services should we develop and how do we stand out amidst all this competition? And then we moved over the years into private sector companies like uh, Philips Healthcare, working with them on what products should we develop? How do we innovate better? What's the unmet need in the market? How do we craft the right value proposition, communicate it so it's appealing? And, and dealing with cultures where there's a big push on, we've got to hit our quarterly numbers, we've got to hit our monthly numbers, no matter what, to stepping back and taking a longer term view while still bringing sufficient money in. Um, Moshe, what do you say to someone who says, "Ah, I don't know, man, this stuff all seems a little woo-woo for me. Yeah, I say it may be woo-woo for you. It's (laughs) That's the truth. That's the truth for a lot of people. And not everybody's ready for this. But I would say this, to dispel the idea that love doesn't belong in business, I'd say, Tell me about some some organizations you love. So it might be the Golden State, we'll start with sports, the Golden State Warriors, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Even the most hardened executive will say, yeah, I will love something. I love my country club. I love this sports team. I love, I love this news station, whatever it is. So people for, as consumers will recognize they love. They love others. And then I'd come back to the questions you brought up earlier, Josh, of, do you love your customers and do they love you back? And what would your business be like if your customers said, we love that company. We want to give them their business. We tell everybody about them. Would you want that? And everyone's, even, even the people who say it's too woo, say, well, yeah, I want my customers to say they love my company. That'll, that'll bring in more money. That'll help us grow. So that's, that's how I would respond to it. Yeah. Um, so if I were looking at, uh, let's say I were looking at my own website or I was looking at my branding or my social media, um, what filter might I look at all of that and say, are we projecting this or are we not? Well, one starting point is how much is about us, our company, mm-hmm. and how much is about you, the customer? So, for example, I was looking for a new business bank recently, and almost every website looked and sounded the same. Very transactional. <laughs> here's the services we offer. Here's the rates. Yeah. And then one bank stood out. It had a section called, um, we're here for you. And it described how and why and the philosophy. This was a, this is a 
a relative startup to the scene and doing pretty well so far. But just the fact that they included a, this is about you meant a lot. Now the question is, do, do they deliver on that? That's another story because it can be empty words. So if you're looking at, a, at your website, Josh, or one of your listeners says, well, let me do an assessment of how we communicate. Say, how much of it is all about you? How much, of, how much caring are you expressing to your customers? If you care about your customers, say so and tell them how that caring shows up. We really care about you. And here's how we show it. We offer a no questions money back guarantee. We have a mm -hmm. 724 helpline that's staffed by real people. Whatever the mechanisms are, they tie into your statement that we care. Wow. I see a little line on your book that says book one of the Amare Way series. You got more books in you? Oh, yeah, a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and in me, the reality is, and this might sound even more woo-woo, but it's true. Writing this book, much of it came through me rather than it was me writing it, but some of it, the best parts of it just came in. When I tried to force it, it did not work. And that's that inspired zone that we talked about earlier that people get into when they're not fearful, when, yeah. they, ha when they have trust and they're on a path that they believe in, that this stuff comes in. And then that's when discernment is at play that, to recognize it. So the next book that I'm working on, and there's a couple, there's a couple stories in the appendix of the, the first book, The Amari Wave. The second book is about, is about leading with love inspiring stories of putting love to work. And those are, those are stories, real stories of people, business leaders, entrepreneurs, seasoned professionals, various folks who tell their story of how they improve their business by putting love to work. And it, and, and it appears differently in each setting. So one example I have in my current book is someone called Chow Chocolatier. They make high-end chocolates. Another is a woman mm. named Yoga Girl, who's created an online empire of yoga-related offerings. And they're both very explicitly rooted in love. And they're phenomenal stories. If your listeners have stories they want to share, on my website you mentioned, MoshaEngelberg.com, there's a link under books, I think, for people to submit stories. And I would love to hear from them. Wow. That's fantastic. All right. So, uh, Moshe, your website is MoshaEngelberg.com. The book is The Amare Wave. Uh, is that available on Amazon or where do people get it? Yes, all the usual spots. Okay, good. <laughs> and The Amare Wave is A-M-A-R-E, The Amare Wave. Uh, Moshe, anything else that people might want to look for? Yes. On my website, there's there's something called under catch the wave. There's something about uh, eight ways, eight ways, nine ways to get started. So for a lot of people, this seems mm -hmm. like a major shift and it can be, it can also be starting very small. Let's do one thing on Wednesdays. I put out a newsletter called Amari wave Wednesday and the idea mm -hmm. is get inspired to do one thing. Take one action. Every Wednesday we have, we have, uh, what is it, Cyber Monday, we have Black Friday, we have all these shopping days. Mm -hmm. Let's claim one day in the week to take one action to put love to work. So 
There's resources for how to start small and take simple actions. People can sign up for the newsletter, get inspiration every week to do that. I like this, this action guide. So you go, um, I'm 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 on your website and you hover over the movement and then that's where the link is for catch the wave and it's eight ways to catch the Amari wave and put love to work. Uh, So Moshe Engelberg, again, thank you so much. Uh, MosheEngelberg.com. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. It was good to be here, Josh. And thank you for what you do to help lift entrepreneurs to the next level. Beautiful work. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.